Welcome to the real world with Dora and Dama on CITR 101.9, broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam Coast Salish territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver. How's it going? We just listened to Kate Bush's Wuthering Heights. Yes. Um, it might seem out of place considering the fact that we're not talking about Kate Bush or like Charlotte Bronte, Emily Bronte at all. But it is not out it of place. It is not because a that song is always valid. Yeah. And everyone should listen to it constantly. Yeah. We but were dancing. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. This is an episode where the webcam would have been nice. Oh, I wish we had the webcam. Dang it. Oh, Actually. well. Um, but we are talking about witches today. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Woo. This is our like late Halloween <laughs> episode because we didn't do one last week or last month at all. But... Who cares? Yeah, you're welcome for the content. It's yeah. going to be super good. It's great. Um, Kate Bush, I'm in a huge Kate Bush phase right now. Tell me about it. Oh, please. I don't, there's nothing else to say besides Just, you're I in love a huge Kate, Kate Bush. Bush. Great. I know all the words to Wuthering Heights because I've listened to it on repeat for the past like three weeks. Nice, nice. And very witchy. She's yeah. very like, like the vibe of a witch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It has how like I would describe. a weird like ethereal kind of Ooh. Yeah, but I think in my brain, a mo- like a modern witchiness. Oh yeah, in that it's like still accessible and just like heightened feminism or heightened femininity in a like scare like in a oddly presented you know in yeah. a like boundary breaking way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I like it because you can also dance to it. Yeah, real nice. Aren't there like three versions of that music video? Only two. Only two. Okay, I've only seen. 
Oh, and actually, the one that we watched this time was the one that I hadn't seen before. Oh, funny. So there we go. I've seen both versions. Wow. Both have great dancing. You. One featuring woods and whatnot. <laughs> the one with the woods has, like, a part in it that is just, like, the woods. And it's a little creepy. I keep imagining that I see Kate Bush coming from the woods. <laughs> yeah, that video, they're both described just, like, if we just jump on the music videos right quick. <laughs> um, the first one is the British one, and she's, like... A, a little younger and she's in like a white flowy dress and it's really weirdly lit and it's just a fully black background yeah. and she's just like dancing. dancing and like doing cartwheels like and then there's like a mirror effect so like into herself really cool very witchy and then the other one she's in a full red yeah, like dress so um in the woods dancing barefoot in the woods and in the end she's just like a pole kind of waving in the wind and she'll disappear and then reappear further back in the woods very witchy very witchy so that's great. Yeah, so Kate, Kate Bush is a witch. <laughs> that's what we're that's how we're justifying this. <laughs> Not that we have to. No, because Not it's that we have to. Our show and we can but do whatever just, we want. Yeah, but just to contextualize, this one is actually super valid. So yeah. We're we're doing witches in because of Halloween, but late. And, and also because witches are cool. We like witches. We just like talking about them. They're great. Dora described me as witchy the other day. She just sent me this song. I was like, this reminds me of you. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and they're just like, oh, no, it's because I I think you're witchy. And I'm like, okay, okay thanks. Cool. You're welcome. Cool. Thank you, Dora. Hey, you can put that on your resume. Like, Yeah. Dora, Dora says I'm witchy. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. I think very hireable characteristic. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. Instant hire. Instant hire. Instant hire. Yeah. So, what did you watch, Dora? Um, I watched almost too much. Oh no. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm kidding. <laughs> that <laughs> okay. was that was totally fine. Too um, much content. What? I know. Crazy. Sounds like the real world. <laughs> too much quality content. Um, but I watched Practical Magic, okay. which is a Sandra Bullock Nicole Kidman movie mm-hmm. from 1998. Mm-hmm. I watched Death Becomes Her, which is a Goldie Hawn Meryl Streep movie from 1992. I watched The Love Witch, which is um, has no one famous in it from That's 2016. Fine. And I watched um, the latest episode of Broad City, which is like all about witches. Oh no, that's so cool! Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's my list. Nice. Let's. Let's get into it. And then I do you want me to reveal mine right yeah, now? Let's, re- let's reveal it. Wow. Okay. So I watched the Blair Witch Project, <laughs> which I've been meaning to watch for so long. And the Witches of Eastwick. I almost watched the Witches of Eastwick, but I just watched it recently. So I didn't. No. Yeah. So I watched Eaches, Witches of Eastwick and the Eaches Blair Witch. Eaches. <laughs> witches. Eaches. Witches of Eastwick and with like Jack Nicholson and Cher and two other famous ladies that I didn't And Susan don't. Sarandon and someone else. A blonde woman. Yeah. I know, I never remember names of things. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. There we go. So a lot Can of I famous just say, people. Star-studded cast. That is a jam-packed cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blair Witch Project does not have anyone famous as far as I'm aware, does it? No? no? So. Okay, it's just, it's a thing. It's a classic. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the films, I want to, like, preface why we chose this topic. Um, I think that, like, witches are inherently feminist. Um, <laughs> They're powerful women! They are. Um, but what really, it, I mean, it made sense with the Halloween time of year that we, I'm going to say, are in. Yeah, just we're, we're still in it. We're still in it. I, there's still jack-o'-lanterns around my neighborhood, so we are still in it. Cool. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Thank you, Kitsilano, for <laughs> <laughs> dictating the season to us. We actually needed it. Thank you. Um, but um, last year, I think it was, it must have been around April, um, I was on an episode of the Gender Empowerment Collective's show, um, then Babe Waves, now it's Intersections. Um, and two regular contributors to the show, Keegan Perlett and Elizabeth Holiday, both of whom have like are really big members of the station, were taking a cl- had just finished a class on um, witches. I heard about that class. Everyone has heard about it. Everyone wants to take it because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that they described it and like the knowledge that they got from it is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'd like been into it, like I wasn't like anti witch, but I was always. <laughs> This episode made me be like, oh, witches are amazing. Like, mm. witches are fabulous. So, 
which is literally existed just to scapegoat larger social issues yeah. onto women. Yeah. And the Salem witch trials were like a huge, that was like probably the most famous um, example of this, um, where like it was honestly like just a, I forget exactly the details, but there was like a disease going around that started in poor communities uh, like outside from the metropolis and then through trade or whatever like people started getting sick Mm -hmm. and they said they were like oh women it's women it's witches and well no it's just like oh like that makes sense of course (laughs) um but it is this like funny blend of spirituality and like social scapegoating Mm -hmm. um because part of the um like allegations against them and i think a big part of which is that i don't think is like really at least i didn't really think about um is that like it was an attack on these people's like christian faith so it was like oh you are not um practicing christianity well or like practicing protestantism as well Mm -hmm. as like you should and you're actively um like practicing against it and like mixing that up to be a witch and like yeah. a social evil, um, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I like that aspect of it a lot, especially in film, which does have like pretty religious like, like its history is like yeah. strongly like centered around this idea mm-hmm. of like spiritual practice, um, at least in like the earlier narratives. Um, and I love the idea of, like, a 1990s witch. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's f- just absolutely fabulous because there was this, like, moment of reclaiming. Like, most of the movies I watched, I almost watched She-Devil, which came out in 1989. But, like, that is, like, the the first movie um, that came out, like, in, like, the traditional classical Hollywood narrative form about a witch was called I Married a Witch. Yeah. came out in 1992. And that was kind of a standalone, and then that didn't wasn't really like that didn't resurge until nineteen eighty nine when She Devil was made, and then Death Becomes Her, Practical Magic, like all these movies started coming out, which of Eastwick yeah. in the nineties that were like reclaiming or like empowering mm. like witch witchiness. Yeah, I also think it's interesting. Like, I feel like there's two very distinct types of witches that have come up in film and like in general, like folklore in general. There's like the witches that you see in the 1990s that are like young, like pretty beautiful, powerful women. And then you have like the old, like grisly, evil type of like mm-hmm. hag in the woods type witch as well. And then the two movies that I watched have two of those very distinct ones. Like the Blair Witch Project is all about this like old, like you don't ever actually see the witch. So it's just like, ooh, like what's happening? She's like evil and an old lady, basically. But then in Witches of Eastwick, it's like three really beautiful young women that are like doing it or being witches basically so yeah it's like interesting how there's these two very different portrayals one which comes with the connotations of sexual empowerment as well i feel whereas the other one is just like this is like evil and old and like just out to like get children it's always about children with the with the like older hag type witches too so i thought that was yeah no totally sexuality and sexual empowerment is completely tied up in this Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to think of like not portrayal depiction i guess yeah of i don't i keep saying witchiness i feel like there must be a better word colin if you know the right word that i'm trying to say <laughs> colin and we'll try to pick up <laughs> it could happen it we can keep trying we could become witches and then like make it happen yeah just woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah citr radio is actually just a bunch like just a bunch of witches just practicing witches yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's how we make the magic of radio yeah, happen that is how radio becomes reality yeah it's great it's great <laughs> um but yeah exactly like the um like the love witch the love witch that i just that came out the most is the most recent movie that came out to come out that i watched mm-hmm. um and also the um broad city episode as well yeah is the sexuality is like tot like and like sexual practice is totally tied up in it. Mm-hmm. Like in um the Love Witch, she's all about she like 
sleeps with these men and like tries to because she's trying to like it's kind of a parody it's like a satiristic oh, portrayal where nice. she's like a sex crazed love witch um but she just kills all these people and she's like why is this happening to me mm-hmm. um but in the end she's like oh i don't need any of this like <laughs> okay cool just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um but she like does have this like really strong sexual narrative and then yeah. in the broad city episode it's all about um like Alana, one of the main characters on the show, um, hasn't been able to orgasm for like since Trump was elected. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> so her narrative is all about um, finally like overcoming that barrier. And Abby, the other main character on the show, um, is all about like be- like staying young and youthful, kind of. Um, but it's called like witches, and there's oh, this one famous actress who i cannot remember her name right now um i'll google it in a bit um but she plays like a witch like she and abby are like both selling art and like she is like an old woman and has like a scarf in her back like to have like a kind of a hunched back and like yeah and like abby has just found a gray hair so she's like freaking out um and like at the end there's like a witch like revel in central park (laughs) and they all like there's a fire and they're like running around like just like being women like doing whatever they want um which is amazing but like again like sexuality and like yeah yeah also youth youth and aging yeah i think that's really cool because that episode kind of shows both sides of the portrayals of witches you have like the old one and then you have the two main characters that are like young even though like part of it is about the aging aspect i think that's really cool that they put like both portrayals of it because often like the old witch is the one that is like trying to like use children or whatever to become youthful again Mm -hmm. often like the old witches um use their magic to appear youthful like is it in hocus pocus that they have like a whole thing about that i don't know i have never seen hocus pocus oh my god i know okay that's fine that's my shameful halloween secret oh my god that's fine that that movie call scared in me. If you would stop being friends with me, if you found out that I didn't, you know, I'll call in right now. I will. I will call this station this moment. <laughs> no, yeah. So you just heard the uh, very quick deterioration in my and Dama's relationship. Yeah, unfortunately, cool. that's real world destroying friendships <laughs> yet again. It started when Dora hadn't seen Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> and here we are once more. Yeah. And that's the that's our history. We're gonna try to power through though. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think we. I think we can do it. I believe in. I our believe ability. in us. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I believe in our friendship. Call in if you believe in our friendship. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> if no one calls in, then we have to stop. We have to out. stop being friends. Unfortunately, I need to text someone and tell them right now. Just call in. <laughs> you need to save our friendship. Please, you have to. Uh, but yeah, it's like a lot of children's movies that feature witches, I feel like will show the old version of them. And then it's always about like, oh, the witch is using children to make black magic happen so that she can be youthful again. Yeah, like Rapunzel. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tangled is just like the classic example of that. She's just like taking this young woman's life (laughs) basically so that she can be youthful forever. I think like the theme of like everlasting youth is really interesting too yeah. and how that's like brought up like why are they why do they always want to be young forever is my thing it's like I don't, honestly i have no idea i can't wait to not be young anymore well i can't I <laughs> die I, well if i was 80 years old i wouldn't want to keep living okay but <laughs> but what if you could go back to being 20 no, i've lived a life i don't want to do it Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's like any interesting social narrative there. It's like, oh, they just keep being around forever. Well, I think that it like speaks a little more on like this kind of sexist idea of like women. That's being, what I was thinking. Yeah, just that's what being I was thinking. Un- dissatisfied, which dissatisfied because their lives were unpleasant because they were used. Women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, literally just used. Yeah. Um, and wanting to reclaim and like have a a do-over kind of to live life in a way that they would have wanted to with the knowledge that they have and like confidence that they've gained yeah Um, and also the idea that like women can only be satisfied if if they look young and youthful and everything that's like almost like they they turn to this witchcraft because 
because of like what society has done to them almost yeah like, totally. you're expected to be young and youthful forever so i guess i'm gonna kill some children yeah to, like adhere to society's standards cool, i love it super, i love super okay super i valid. think i think it's totally fair to res- resolve no that's not i don't know english um <laughs> so i'm not gonna keep talking but it's <laughs> resort guys? resort dumb is actually super illiterate <laughs> not true not no. true it's not yeah. um but do we play a song and then get right into it Hell, yeah so we're gonna do that we're very excited mm-hmm. is it more kate bush i'm no. gonna die if it's more kate bush <laughs> of happiness it's just the kick inside <laughs> yeah um no this is listen featuring lucas silveria um Ooh. i know they are it well it's by um witch prophet oh okay there we go thematic we love i try we love our themes Um, music um and we've played witch prophet before this is i think her most recent um like track to be produced okay cool um love her if you don't know who she is google her because she's actually pretty freaking amazing nice um so this is listen feet lucas silveria um by witch prophet you listen to the real world on catr 101.9 fm Don't let the fear take over Don't let the fear take over Don't let the fear Don't let the fear Don't let the fear take over Fear take over Don't let the fear take over Don't let the fear Don't let the fear don't let the fear take over See, you are magic, what you think it comes true So don't let that fear take over Don't let the fear take over Don't let the fear, don't let the fear Trying to keep steady Steady, steady Trying to keep on solid ground Trying to keep on solid level Never, never Tryna keep from falling down Tryna keep from falling Tryna keep steady Steady, steady Tryna keep on solid ground Tryna keep on solid Level, level, level Tryna keep from falling down Tryna keep from falling Listen, listen, listen to your heart you know where to start, you know what you want, you know what you need. Listen, listen, listen to your heart. Listen, listen, listen. You know where to start, you know what you want, you know what you need. Don't let the fear take over. Don't let the fear take over Don't let the fear Don't let the fear Don't let the fear take over They want it tragic But you know what you gotta do Don't let that fear Take over you You gotta keep level You gotta keep from falling down You gotta keep steady Get your feet on the ground And don't let the fear take over Don't let the fear take over Don't let the fear Don't let the fear Don't let the fear take over Don't let fear take over Listen, 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 listen 
Save the date for Pivots and Spins, Access Gallery's annual auction fundraiser on November 18th at 7 p.m. Promising to be Access's most exciting auction yet, Pivots and Spins features spectacular work generously donated by over 50 local and international artists, including Eli Bornowski, Daria Ake, Cindy Machizuki, Kathleen Ritter, and Sandra Semchuk. Complete with handcrafted cocktails, organic BC wines from Summerhill Pyramid Winery, Pilsner from Steam Whistle Brewery, works expertly framed by fine art framing, and music organized by CITR 101.9 FM. Check out www.accessauction.tumblr.com for more details about contributing artists, the silent auction, and live auction works. You're biking, you're biking, you're biking. Oh no! Something broke and you need it fixed or you need to learn how to fix it. And the AMS Bike Co-op and Bike Kitchen have been there for you. And now is your chance to be there for them. Come out November 10th to Gam Gallery at 110 East Hastings from 7 p.m. to midnight for Pedaling Art, their second annual fundraiser and bike art auction in collaboration with Our Community Bikes. So share the love. Make it out. And we're back on the real world on CITR 101.9 with Dora and Dama broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam t- territory on the UBC Vancouver campus. Woo! That is us. We were talking about witches right before the break. We were talking about why we were talking about witches <laughs> and just contextualizing. So witches are cool because of the historical context and how the, the femininity things. Yeah. <laughs> We have interesting things to say. We That's do. I guess just like a quick recap of the discussion that we were having is like essentially um, the like stigma or like like attitudes towards and around witches can be like pretty significant. I like I think exclusively um, call back to like sexist uh, history and like yeah. the subjugation of women throughout and like the tension of like women feeling the need to like not be in that position anymore and then like not being able to actually realize that yeah so that's that's a good that. summary that was good we're smart we talk about things yeah we probably relevant that's us um so i just want to like dive into practical magic because do i love it, it. Do it so practical magic is a movie that came out in 1998 it has stars sandra bullock and nicole kidman mm. and i watched it when i was quite little um and then it kind of like disappeared from my radar mm-hmm. um but i remember it being really scary Okay. Um, and then I have a twin sister who watched it recently and was like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and funny thing, this is how, how, like, you know that we're twins is um, sh- the moment that she, like, listened, like, was watching and, like, realized that she loved this movie is the, like, same as me. And <laughs> and I, I, like, texted her, like, I, like, Snapchat her, whatever, like, a s- the video yeah. of it. And she was like, this is exactly when I realized that I was in love with oh Practical my Magic. Which I thought was like pretty full circle. Or like pretty like twinny. Twins! Yeah, twins are magical. Much, um, much like witches. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, but so, this movie is about two witches, um, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, and they live with their cool witch aunts. Nice. And there's like a curse on their family, which is that if any, they're called the the Owens, that's their last name. If any, um, any man who falls in love with an Owens woman, um, would be would die. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman's mom passed away because of this curse, and so they move in with their like seemingly like super gay aunts Mm -hmm. (laughs) who are like super lovely and like just want to nurture their their talents um really cute and then and nicole kidman is like kind of like the wild child yeah she's very spicy and like has a lot of like sensual love magic yeah 
Um, and Sandra Bullock is um, a really talented witch, yeah. but um, just wants to be normal and so like never actually practices or anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, and um, so Nicole Kidman like runs away because she's like people are really mean and harass me all the time. Um, I like am bored here. I want to go like live my life. So she goes and she meets this guy who is um not a good guy okay um shocking in the movie he's foreign of course there yeah. we go <laughs> foreigners am i right yeah no they're out of control yeah crazy um that was a joke i'm foreign <laughs> yep i'm very foreign <laughs> um but so this guy actually like has a history of like um like branding women and killing whoa them. okay oh classic foreigner <laughs> yeah no exactly <laughs> um so he tries to do that and but nicole came in and sandra Bullock because they're witches have this like powerful connection to each other so mm-hmm. um nicole came in scared yeah. she, she like reaches a point in the relationship where she is like terrified mm-hmm. and she like is like i need my sister now and Sandra Bullock wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, I need to go find my sister. Oh, wow. Goes, find, goes and finds her. Um, saves her. Oh, yeah. Um, and boom, boom. Voila. Amazing. The rest is the movie. But I re- just realized that I forgot a really important part of it, which <laughs> is actually my favorite part from when I was little because I'm a romantic. Ooh. Um, she, Sandra Bullock's character was really terrified of the curse on their family mm-hmm. and she never wanted to go through the pain that her mother went through and like never wanted to fall in love um so she like cast a spell when she was little a very powerful spell um that was like i will only fall in love with like a man with a one blue eye and one brown eye who can flip pancakes in the air whose favorite like shape is a star like what i know like just like random childish mm-hmm. like and it's like oh but the thing that i like is like is incredibly kind oh i know um and she casts a spell and um the officer who comes looking for the guy who they kill they kill the guy oh, okay nice, um nice but the officer who comes looking for him um fits all those characteristics he has yeah he's the he's him he's amazing the love of her life but if he falls in love with her, then he dies. Isn't that the, the deal? Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, wow. Okay, I guess yeah, I'm going to have to watch the movie. Oh, no. Watching movies? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but I really, really enjoyed this movie. Because it's very fun. And I'm in a fun movie phase right now. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, but also, like, so the scene that Clara, my sister, and I both connected with is um do you know the song this kiss no it's a i want to say british pop hit it's like this kiss this kiss unstoppable yeah no okay yeah well it's a classic you should google it um but they she falls in love with another person she sandra bullock Mm -hmm. okay her i don't want to spoil it but she somehow falls in love with him and um She's, like, running. They're, like, running towards each other down a street. They've never spoken to each other, can I just say. What? They've just, like, smized at each other. But they run to this song, pumping in the background. Oh, my God. And then just, like, make out, and it's really cute. Nice. And that's what I really loved, that, like, use of music in the film. Nice. And then also there's another really good part um, – where they do like the song like you put the lime in the coconut. Da, oh da, da, my da. god. Um and there's like midnight margaritas is like a thing that their house does apparently. What? So I know. So while the ants and uh both Nicole and Sandra are at home, um you just hear like a, a really quiet like and then um Nicole Kidman wakes up Sandra Bullock and they go, Oh my god, it's midnight margarita and then come like dancing down the stairs oh to this song. I want to live in that house. I know it's so fabulous. I don't even like margaritas. I just like the idea of midnight margaritas. Yeah, midnight virgin margaritas. That would be funny. I'd be into it. <laughs> um, but this movie, I think, is a really just watching it again. It like it's a pretty like sensational, obviously. Mm. 
Um, but like depiction of like abuse and female power yeah, and overcoming. Yeah. Because also like in the city, like they live in this small like fishing village and people are so rude to Sandra. People are like why act because she's a witch oh they know everyone knows that everyone knows she, yeah uh. everyone knows they're a witch so like she's never called like no one ever um lets their kids hang out with her kids and like her kids are bullied the way that she was bullied oh she has kids yeah okay um and like they harass her in really unkind ways wow. um but she like is like this is my home like i want to live here like she deals with it and like lives the life um that she like wants to live mm-hmm. um which i think is pretty powerful hell yeah overcoming the stigma of being a witch heck yeah i love it yeah i i don't know i think i i like wasn't aware that in this whole thing the the village knew that they were witches i was oh, like sorry i feel like often uh in these movies like the whole actual aspect of knowing that you're a witch is always like <gasps> what i'm yeah. a witch but witches aren't real that's always like how it ends up um i don't know i feel like that's how the main characters react whenever they find out like i am a witch magic what what and like oh, yeah, no one no. believes it it's like well that's also why like i think that's like a pretty um like it's a it is a dynastic thing like mm-hmm. people pat like people pass the knowledge down mm-hmm. through their families and like with that, people, like, if you're you're a practicing witch and you're, like, teaching your kid to be a practicing witch, then, like, people are going to, like, over the history of so many generations, people are going to know that you're a witch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, like, I'm thinking about the movies that I watch, and I think it's interesting because, like, in the Blair Witch Project, it's uh, very much, like, no one believes that there's an actual witch except, like, the people that have been in the town for a long long time Mm -hmm. like all of the older members of the community are like oh no this is a witch she is evil she has been taking our children but then there's a scene where an like an older man is with his son and they're both being interviewed um and the old man is saying like oh yeah this witch it's known that she's magical and she's been taking our children and the guy's like uh the guy being his son the man's son um is like much younger he's around the same age as the kids that are making this documentary i'm gonna explain what the blair witch is about in a second but i'm gonna finish this thought before i do that um and the kid is just like oh no like you old people all of you guys are always saying that this is a thing like that's not a thing so i think that also like speaks to the whole like tradition behind witchcraft and stuff like all of the people that had been in the town for a long time and like knew about the history of the witch were like, oh, this is definitely a magical thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. But anyone that hadn't been around when like these attacks or whatever were happening, like it quickly disappeared from the history of the town until someone like brought it back up. So very quickly, what the Blair Witch Project is about <laughs> is um, the these three kids essentially are making a documentary about like a witch that is supposed to be somewhere in Michigan um in the town of Blair I guess um and yeah like a few years back some kids went missing and there's a lot of really conflicting like myths and legends about this witch and like the whole point of the movie is that it's supposed to be uh made up of like quote-unquote real footage from when these kids were out in the woods looking for the Blair Witch and then someone found their equipment and put it together into this documentary that they show us as the Blair Witch Project. So, spoiler, like, at the start, they tell you that this is just the footage that they found because these kids went missing after, like, a week in the woods. So the entire movie is just like, oh, we're filming this documentary, and it, like switches between two cameras, the camera that they're using for the actual documentary and the camera that they're using to record what they were doing in the documentary, which is, like, a little meta. Um, So they, like, splice this footage together of actual documentary narratives that are happening, and the kids just kind of, like, goofing around, being like, oh, yeah, we're making a documentary, which quickly goes sour because, like, oh, no, something really scary is happening, and eventually they go missing. Um... So that's what the Blair Witch Project is about. But there's a lot of interviews with the people in the town. And yeah, whereas 
in the Blair Witch Project, you saw that whole, like, sensationalism of only the people with, like, strong tradition in the town understanding witchcraft in any way and accepting it as part of the town's history. In The Witches of Eastwick, you have, like, the complete surprise of uh, the people finding out that they're witches. So... We're going to. We're going to play a couple community messages, and then we'll get right back on that absolutely fascinating point. Oh, hell yes. You're listening to The Real World on CITR 101.9. We're very excited. member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts on Main Street at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Biltmore Cabaret, Red Cat Records, Lucky Comics, The Wallflower Modern Diner, Neptune Records, The Rag Machine, The Regional Assembly of Text, and so many more. soundtrack to your life, perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV. My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future, and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. I won't let you down. Monday, 7 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM with Dama and Dora. Broadcasting live from the unceded Musqueam territory <laughs> here on UBC Vancouver campus. Yes. So I we just talked about some of the films that we watched for our witches episode. Dora watched something. What was it called? I watched Practical Magic. I also watched a few more. I don't think we're going to get have enough time to talk about that. Yeah, more. and I just briefly talked about The Blair Witch Project um, and kind of started introducing Witches of Eastwick. Which is a fabulous film. Yes, so that has uh, Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Cher, and Susan Sarandon. So many famous people. I know. Fabulous women and Nicholas... Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes you mix people's names around. So basically what this movie is about is these three women, uh, Cher, Susan, and Michelle, um, like are dissatisfied women who have lost the men in their lives in some way. And every week they kind of get together um, and basically like have wine and talk about their troubles and kind of fantasize about what their ideal man would be. And eventually, like, some strange man appears who happens to fit all of the fantasies that they talk about. This man being Jack Nicholson. Um, He, like, slowly seduces them one by one and kind of, like, pits them against each other because they're all like, I want to have sex with him. No, I want to have sex with him. Guys, you can all have sex with with Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Um, And through this, he, like exposes to them like by the way you're witches they're like no this cannot be um but they (laughs) they basically like realize that they have all these powers and it turns out that jack nicholson isn't the ideal man that they think he is so he like exposes them to their power but is also trying to use them for things so i'm not going to say what he is but it's like I have lots of thoughts on this movie. I really like the all of the like female companionship and like sticking together that they have because um, even though they start the movie as like very good friends, get together all the time, trust each other so much, um, 
But once Jack Nicholson comes into the into the scene, they just start like fighting over him essentially because they're like, no, he's mine. No, he's mine. They like get pretty jealous over things. Um, but eventually they get back together as friends. So I like the narrative of not letting men separate them. Mm-hmm. But a problem that I've had with this film since the first time I watched it is, like, why do they need a man to realize (laughs) their powers? Like, I understand, like, he is the mystical figure that comes in and, like, lets them know that they're witches. But every time that they get together, like, there's a lot of, like, really genuine female companionship that I think is so great. But then it always comes back to, like, talking about how they want a man in their lives. And I'm like, you don't need a man! You have each other! Well, that's the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) It's just something that, like, upset me so much because he's, like, abusive at some point. And luckily, at that, I think, I, like, it reminds me of um, Adora's movie because there is this, like, narrative about, like, abuse and then getting over it like with this newfound power that they have Mm -hmm. um but it just like really bothered me (laughs) that it was all about like these women almost destroying their friendship over a man who like is supposed to be their ideal man but is actually super abusive and over jack nicholson jack nick come on now i remember like they kept saying oh yeah it's like he's so attractive it's like there's something about him and i'm like jack nicholson is not really what yeah i don't call think in Ni- if you know why, why jack- people think that he's attractive like he's a nice i don't know if he's a nice man i like him as an actor he's great he's, he's great like actor. yeah he's a great actor a very talented man not the most attractive not the most attractive man so i don't understand why they were like so head over heels over him maybe it's because he had magic (laughs) that that could be it yeah but yeah i just i remember being so confused the entire time like why are they fighting over him he's not that great but yeah he's just like this weird there's all of this um stuff that we talked about in terms of like witches and like sexual prowess and like being able to act upon that it's like throughout this entire movie it's like basically all about having sex with jack nicholson um which i appreciate but i also don't like that it entails that like they need this guy yeah and will fight each other for this guy so yeah i i have good and bad things to say in the end they overcome though they make it out yeah i i believe in their friendship as they do because they make it out eventually. Um, but really great movie. Like, yeah, really, really so great. entertaining. Very strange at some points. That's my... That's another thing that I have with witch movies, which is I noticed when I said it for Practical Magic too. like, it is really entertaining. Yeah. But it's not just entertainment, you know? Like, it's a powerful narrative. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, every time that these women, like, overcome things with this mystical power, it's still, like, representative of of overcoming like real things no but i've I've found that with like a lot of movies that i think are like quite powerful like feminist Mm -hmm. stories is that it's like oh but in the end like it's like it's just a chick movie you know like i like i love these movies because they are so weird and are so cool um but also just like i always am like fortified in my like no like this is good this is amazing work. Yeah. Yeah, it's good content. I specifically in Witches of Eastwick, they have like really funny like CGI at some point. Yeah. Which is just like really entertaining to me. Um but yeah. Weird weird CGI aside. It's like very well produced, very nice. Star-studded cast, which Star-studded is cast. so good, so nice. I like the um, like weird transformation that uh susan sarandon goes through like she she comes she goes from being this like really um conservative looking woman that's like not at all in touch with any of her emotions to someone that is just like completely like so out there and ready for sex at all times i think it's really funny really fab yeah um, I just want to talk about the other movie that I watched really yeah. quickly um, while we still have some time. It's called Death Becomes Her. It has Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis and Whoa. Meryl Streep. Yeah, another star-studded cast. Amaze. Um, and in it, um, again, this, like, female competition of, like, um, who gets Bruce Willis? Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
Meryl Streep plays a famous actress, and her friend, Goldie Hawn, is engaged to Bruce Willis, who's a famous plastic surgeon. And um, Meryl Streep is obsessed with being youthful and being beautiful. Mm -hmm. So she steals Bruce Willis from Goldie Hawn. So she can have free plastic surgery? Yeah. (laughs) I know. Um, That's so messed up. I know. Um, But then flash forward, like, 14 years or something, and they're like 50 mm-hmm. um and she's still tr- like meryl's still trying to like reclaim her youth and like ha- like has like a really young boyfriend and blah blah blah. what happened to bruce willis he's still he's still in the picture they're unhappily married okay um and then goldie hahn like appears um she like has a book she had a book come out and okay. so she invites meryl and bruce to the book like signing or opening or whatever yeah um and she looks amazing because also oh when she and bruce broke up she gained a lot of weight okay um and so meryl was like well we have to go so i can like rub it in her face that i'm still beautiful and like she's still like Um, wow i know but she looks absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and meryl better than meryl better than meryl oh yeah and meryl's like what the heck um and she'd just gone to a um plastic surgeon like a couple days before and they'd been like we can't operate on you like you just you like just had this operation like Mm. we can't like do botox within six weeks um or something like that and so this like kind of creepy guy is like take this card like this is a very exclusive list like you should do it um and so when she sees goldie then she like goes um to see this person yeah and they give her this potion to be young forever. Oh, And be boy. gorgeous forever. So she drinks it. And um, it turns out very quickly that it's, like, not not a good deal. Oh, you know? no. Like, <laughs> Who um, would have thought? I know. Um, but while it makes you young forever it also makes you live forever so like they have horrible traumatic injuries (laughs) like bruce willis pushes meryl streep down a flight of stairs her neck is totally twisted around Uh. and she gets up and is like you just pushed me down a flight of stairs and he's like your head is facing your butt like (laughs) what the heck um and so then through like at one point they like shoot goldie hawn in the stomach she has a huge gaping hole and she's like you just shot me in the stomach. Like, oh ah. my God. Um, and then they continue to just like fall apart. What is this? I know. A really weird movie. Obsessed with youth and aging. Yeah. Though, which is fascinating. Yeah. 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 That's like, it speaks so much to like the culture that we live in. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just the same thing that we were talking about before. Like every kids witch movie ever is like, I'm going to kill this kid or like use this kid's youth to make myself youthful. And it's, all about like how women are just expected to be like beautiful and young looking forever yeah. it's like there's nothing wrong with a man looking old but as soon as a oh woman yeah bruce looks willis old, looks awful in this movie he's fine though he's always going to be beautiful yeah. apparently it's like uh what are these standards i hate them that's also what i like about these movies is the social commentary i think is like really obvious yeah, 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 yeah. um which is like cool um like don't make me work for it <laughs> Please. No, I like, don't like it. Yeah, no, like No, it's just like straight up straight up plastic surgeon. Yeah. Is what we're doing. Totally. Nice. And the witch in this movie, the woman who gives them a potion is foreign again. Of course she is. Yeah. Sure. Why why wouldn't she be foreign? <laughs> That's where all the evil comes from. Yeah. Let it be known. Foreign old people. Yeah. That's it. Um But this movie I also really enjoyed because it was really, like, visually, I think, hilarious. Like, it's Meryl and Bruce living in this massive mansion. Um, and she's, like, walking around, like, being wealthy and whatever. But it's this, like, really heightened depiction of wealth. Um, and, like, almost, like, sat- satiristic, um, like, visual of that lifestyle. Um, but I also think it speaks to, like, I like IE witches, like... They, both Goldie and Meryl, spend their entire, like, all of the money that they have on um, getting this 
um, potion. And while Marilyn Bruce's house is ludicrous, like, the witch's house is ludicrous. <laughs> They're, like, she she has, like, a castle. Um, and there's a really cool scene where she's, like, hosting a party for all the people who've um, drank the potion or had the potion. And um, it's, like, full of dead celebrities. Like, Elvis is there. Like, Tupac's there. Um, or, no, Tupac isn't there because he hadn't died yet but famous celebrities who people think have thought think are dead but aren't so i guess marilyn was there um and they had to die because they had to disappear at some point because otherwise people would be like kind of freaked that they um like weren't aging at all and that's like a stipulation when they drink the potion that the witch um like states but yeah. <laughs> so witches are fascinating, especially in film, I think, because it's a really like stark representation of like social attitudes. Um, and especially in the movies, like they are star studded cats because these are popular films. These are main this is mainstream media that people are consuming. And um that's almost the purest form. <laughs> of social of social attitudes being um depicted um but unfortunately that's all the time that we have um up next is dave radio with radio dave um thank you so much for tuning into the real world um we might do this again because we had so much um to talk about but also check out that babe waves episode on um which is it's april 6 2017 um really really good keegan and elizabeth killed it so thank you so much for tuning in and shout out to jane Curtin. you're listening to the real world on citr 101.9 fm like the only thing you can count on in life is the fact that mint records will always have a christmas party and always have it ridiculously early this year join woolworm needles and pins jay 